0: This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our
1: f- city.
0: The book is Dave Sharapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book.
1: You covered! You
0: covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to a Monday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. a Props.com production here on the Props YouTube channel, Twitter live stream, and the podcast. After we are done, he is Dave Sherriff in the book. I'm Al Peralt, the Bostonian in the wake of what a weekend, Dave. Two incredible football games. I got to say this. Whoever we paid off in the 80s and the 90s with all those awful Super Bowls, We're getting paid back here. These games are incredible right now in the postseason. I just hope the Super Bowl can live up to it.
1: Yep. Uh, Good morning to you, sir. I cannot believe that we got not one, but two good games after seeing those four games the week before. Um, That was fun. We got storylines. We got content for weeks. We only got two weeks to talk about it until the next game. There's also some other stuff that went on over the weekend. That I mean, it's old news now, so we ain't really even got to talk about it. We don't even know if it's true or not. All that other stuff. Hold on. Don't talk jump about ahead. the games. Don't talk about ahead. the games. I'm here to talk don't, about the games.
0: Don't jump ahead. Come on now. At least we have 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 a little a little fun. But I I'm in a good mood because I was up this morning early, went for a run, mm. set my my personal record for workouts over the course of a single month. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling here. We're, we're, we're doing, we're doing well. We're, we're, we're we're focused. We're motivated getting ourselves tomorrow's February. Tomorrow starts the fight month. So it's all, it's all fun and games. We can get rolling. So I'm, I'm in a good mood. I had a great day betting yesterday, Mm. Both dogs come in my teaser. I never tease totals tease. The first game down went over team. The second game up went under both come in.
1: So that was beautiful. Funny. We heard that somewhere on a show on Friday. we were kind of talking about that. I can't remember where we heard that. exactly. I might have been this show. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's was, right. Maybe it was. It was, that's
0: it was this show that we were talking about yeah. that, but exactly. then we go into it. All right. How did they blow a 21-3 lead? They blew 21-7 in the first game. This time it's 21-3. Mike Florio had the tweet, I don't know if there's another team in NFL history that could have beaten the Chiefs with the way they were playing on Sunday. Timestamp, second quarter. Whoops. (laughs) Because the game in the second half went completely different and... If we ever actually, and we never should have had it, but the Brady versus Mahomes conversation, that loss at home will be a mark on the Mahomes resume for a long, long time. Who do you blame for it, Dave? Because not kicking that field goal, everyone's saying it was Mahomes' fault. He should have known. Ground the ball, throw it away, don't throw it in, you know, in play. With five seconds left, others are saying you can't snap the ball there, kick the field goal, go up by 14 points. You're getting the football to start the second half and everything unraveled after that play.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know whose fault it was. I mean, Reed Andy Reid said it after the game. Like, I, I probably gave him the wrong play. He took the bullet because, you know, at this point, you always kind of take the bullet as a parent, as a coach. You always take the bullet for the kid. Looked like Mahomes made the wrong decision, but that getting the points there at least puts the seed of doubt in the Bengals. And what it did was water the seed of belief that, hey, man, they didn't think they thought they could just walk in the end zone right now. We just stopped them. Let's go. We're only down a field goal in a touchdown instead of two touchdowns here. and. I didn't see it live, but then I watched it later and I was like, did he just do that? Like why in the world did he do that? So I got home from the fields and I was watching the second half and I'm going, they didn't put this team away. They did not put this team away. They let them hang around and hang around. And Teddy KGB does it on the intro to our show. He said it in rounders and that's exactly what happened. And I mean, I don't know if it was one thing specifically, but it was like they stopped getting first downs. They, I mean, the Mahomes pick is just, it's just the second one was just terrible. That one he tried to throw it in the first, in the same, the throw right before, it should have been a pick I, six. Exactly. Like, I mean, there were multiple opportunities. So uh, Mahomes wasn't himself. Now, whether he got mm-hmm. hit and just was rocked or he did have, I mean, he kind of, doesn't always have happy feet, but he's always moving around. He didn't feel comfortable watching that over again. I was like, man, he looked like he was thinking way too much instead of playing. Well, if you go back and I was talking
0: to my father-in-law during the game about this, Hendrickson was getting chipped in the first half. They were putting a lot, they were putting a running back to help the left or right tackle, depending on where he was in the second half. They wanted to have more explosive plays, so they took the running back off the field, and then they put another wide out on the field, and then what ended up happening was no time, and you had Henderson coming upfield pressuring consistently, and this is why I bet the Bengals back in August, their defensive line is better than people think, and everyone just sort of overlooks this, and they say, ah, that Bengals defense sucks. It doesn't, guys, Okay. Look at the metrics, look at where this team is right now in terms of pressure, in terms of yards per play, expected yards per play, given up, all these metrics from halfway through the year until now, the defensive adjustments that the coaching staff, look, I hammer Zach Taylor all the time, but his defensive staff is on one right now. They are making incredible halftime adjustments, and they completely, they dropped 845% of the time. As the said, everyone's quoting today. They dropped 845% of the time and said, you know what? If you want to run the ball, go right ahead. Because the Bengals offense started to get momentum, and they started to move the football. And Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid started to panic, and they went, uh-oh. Because they don't trust their defense. That was obvious. They think we're going to get run out of the out of our own building here. We got a score. And they stopped chipping. And that's when the pass rush got to Mahomes and everything started to unravel. And I'm with you. I think Mahomes did get rushed and sped up. And he in overtime, I boy, I mean, tail of two quarterbacks in a lot of ways, man. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, and Mahomes got all spun up and didn't play well in the second half. I mean, that QBR rating of what was like 0. 0.9 or
1: whatever it was, not good. Well, they stopped running the ball too, didn't they? I mean, yep, like they the, had to. The I
0: mean, that's why that's what I mean. They, they the Chiefs stopped running the ball because of the offense got going for the Bengals. And I think Reed, I don't know, Reed, yeah,
1: I don't know why they stopped running the ball, but they because stopped Reed running and BNM
0: got nervous. I mean, they they didn't yeah. trust their defense. They said, okay this is going to get bad here because our defense is not slowing down this offense because T Higgins, this is where people just, uh, when you lay out the roster for the Bengals and you start to look at their offense, offensive and defensive teams, their line is not good. Okay. I will totally concur with everything people talked about, about the sacks and everything else with Joe Burrow and what Aaron Donald will do. We'll get more into that later, but if he gets rid of the ball fast enough, he's got three, four, five weapons that can burn you to throw to yeah. and Jamar chase is just the first option. I mean, T Higgins had a game man. he was unbelievable yep. coming across the slant patterns he was running. And then you've got P Ryan and you've got Mixon who can both catch the football out of the backfield and make you and make you pay. And Tyler Boyd's a veteran. He's the captain. I mean, that guy you got to be careful of. So, I mean, I know they lost their tight end yesterday, which really does stink, but they got to back up the samples kid played. All right. I, man, I, I, I like this team preseason. I like this team all year. I backed them consistently. I bet on them. The Bengals have been the most profitable team for me this year. And I I absolutely love the fact that they're in the super bowl now. And we're hearing the same refrain that we heard all year long. They stink. They're lucky. They shouldn't be here. Blah, blah, blah. So it's, but before we move off of this game, what do you think, what do you make of the chiefs run now? All right. I, I am, and I was at the time, very offended by anyone saying the word dynasty with the Chiefs. And that was after their Super Bowl win. After they won it all, Travis Kelsey and a variety of other Chief players, including Mahomes at times, talking about the takeover of the AFC, the takeover of the, over the league, that the Chief Dynasty had begun after one. Now it's AFC title loss to the Patriots. Super Bowl win over Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl loss to Tom Brady, and an AFC championship loss to Joe Burrow. How are we seeing the future of the Chiefs?
1: The future? You want. Sure. Well, the future is fine. I'm not even worried. I'm worried about today. I'm not worried about the future of the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a good football team. This is a hell of a run. Um, they lost at home and blew a 17 point lead in the AFC title that's game. A bad loss. You're talking about the Bills made... went
0: in there. Bills went in there were 13 seconds away from
1: knocking them out in the wild card round. Yeah, it's there's no doubt that's <laughs> the the Bengals held on at home against the Raiders three weeks ago on the last play of the game. Right, they kicked a field goal to win on the road at Tennessee. The they last lost to the Jets. Game. They lost to the Jets. Lost, that's what I mean. There's bad <laughs> losses all the time. Like there's no, you know, you New England guys, you 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 have this dynasty thing held up high because of what you've enjoyed for the last 22 years or whatever, how long the, that guy played. Um, the Steelers were the original dynasty back in the day, by the way, nighttime and Pittsburgh. Sure. Absolutely. Know, 100%. Four Super Bowls in six years. That was a dynasty. Absolutely. I think everybody's got to pump the brakes on the dynasty talk. When you're doing it, and when you reflect back on it, it's a little too soon to award the Chiefs anything right now. I would agree. That's Other what I mean, the players
0: were saying. That's what, why I was offended. It's because you don't get to declare we have a dynasty. It's bestowed upon you. Somebody says that. You as a player, you don't get to talk about that. Patriots won three and four years. That To me, that's a dynasty. They almost did it again. Almost went back to back three and four years. That, to me, is a dynasty. The Patriots it was crazy. Cause I was arguing this morning with chief fans. Like I love to do because they're so sensitive and they're just, it's, it's chief fans. You argue and with fans.
1: everybody's fans, even that's the true. Boston yes. fans. This is what, of course, you do. Yes.
0: that's what I do. But the, the, but like I said, two weeks ago, Chief fans are on a different level because the Royals got good for like a millisecond, won a World Series, and they fine. suck again. Well, was fast. Right down, right? So like, yeah. I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going back down to being irrelevant, but I often I said to them, you know what, like what the Patriots did is not going to happen again because they were running oh. to me saying, you know, Brady never went to four AFC championship games in a row. And I went, what are you talking about? The Patriots went to eight in a row the only thing they didn't do was host four consecutive years they hosted four in five years but they went to eight straight from 2011 to 2018 the patriots were in every single afc championship so like people just have such quick memories and they forget about what a real dominant run looks like True. the chiefs are on one right now i'm not debating the point they're on, they're on an incredible run they have an incredible quarterback top 3 quarterback in the game but like hold on a second. All right. You have one championship. You have the same number of championships as Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Like, hold on a second. All right. Let's, before we go crazy here. And I, I think you're right in the reflection. Let's look back when it's done to say what the chiefs did, but that's the Royal fan. That's the chief fan. It's like, they just think because they've been stepped on for so long, they got good. And now here they go. And they're just, okay, we're just like you guys We're the same. And it's like, eh. Kind of not,
1: no, and, and <laughs> you see this all the time. Like even in the book, like they they want to tell you that they they bet them and that they had it and they this and they that. That Royals run was phenomenal. It, it, it came and went as as fast as it went. Like it was so fast to right up and it's gone. <laughs> and now the Royal season wins. There's like seventy two, like and it's consistently going under. Mm. Enjoy the Chiefs run while it's going. Um, right, because it could end fast. Oh, this could end quick. This is this is this is one or two leave for better jobs or leave for free agency or this or that, and then you got to rebuild and retool and re up. Well, and, not even that, Dave. The AFC is loaded. I was just gonna say, I mean- and. Everyone else is coming behind you. It ain't like <laughs> it is, you're. Is they're coming and there's go through
0: the closer. list of young quarterbacks. The list of young quarterbacks Ooh. in the AFC is absolutely stupid. I mean, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Mac Jones with the Patriots, chin, Bengals now with Joe Burrow. I mean, it is like an unbelievable run of good young quarterbacks. And there's teams like the Steelers who are in desperate need of a quarterback who could pick up Russell Wilson, could pick up. Uh, Patrick could pick, pick up Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers might go to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers could be in the division. Forget the conference. He could be in the division Herbert. for <laughs> Justin Herbert with the Chargers. I mean, the number of young quality starting quarterbacks in the AFC, not easy. I mean, y- even the Titans, you got to put them out. I don't like Brian Tannehill all that much, but you got to put the Titans in there with Derek Henry and their receivers and their defense. They're still going to be a difficult team to get by every single season. They were the one seed this year. So like, Man alive! If Aaron Rodgers winds up leaving Green Bay and he winds up going, and Jimmy Garoppolo leaves San Francisco and goes maybe to the Steelers, right. I mean, the, the number of of quarterbacks and talented teams in the AFC, this is going to be very much like back when I was growing up, when the AFC was a stepping stone and the NFC was the dominant conference. AFC is going to be
1: really dominant. It's shifting. It's it, it, it's it's a hundred percent. It's shifting. But it's so close, right? Like, it's one or two plays. We talk about this stuff every day now on this show. And, and I mean, I've been in the books for so long. I don't remember it being so close to the top. The Patriots were always just better than everybody. And then the couple years that, you know, the other teams were, they were just better than everybody. And it took a monumental upset to beat them. The Bengals just were the Bengals yesterday. They didn't do anything extra. They came back from being down, but it was just another game. I mean, Joe Burrow walks into the game wearing his glasses like this and a chain and all this stuff, and he's like, I'm here. We're, we belong here. Like, you guys don't think we belong here, but we belong here. Did you and see he- the question he
0: was, was asked, by the way, about the chain in the post game? No, I did not. What did he say? It, they asked him, is that real diamonds? He's like, is that a real – and he, he looked at him, and he was like – I make too much money to wear fake crap. What are you talking about? Of course, those are real diamonds.
1: <laughs> it's like, whoa,
0: like Burrow just hey, I mean, just who this guy is right now. It's just uh, he he is. Even if enemy. he's
1: lying, he's owning it. Like that might have been yeah. fake. Who cares? Right. Like but even yeah, to I ask make too him. Much money. Right. Great. I make. Great. Of course, I make too much money to buy it's it. I'm on a rookie finger. deal. Yeah, what did you expect? I have said, no, I'm on a rookie deal. Yeah, this is fake. Get this out of here. With that yeah,
0: I, I mean, it was. it's just he walks in with that picture, and it's, I don't know how you, like, Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to say this, Patrick Mahomes needs to be careful because I, I have a tweet that's up on my Twitter account right now that's like every two seconds my phone is buzzing because it's going viral because it's basically chief fans telling me the same thing that Brady had gone to, Mahomes did Brady didn't do by going to four straight. No, he went to eight straight. Four-straight hosting is the difference. But right. Mahomes, his sister, sorry, his brother, and his wife, the three of them are people all over social media are dunking on them like crazy. And Brady was able to turn heel and he was okay with it for a little while. He liked the fact that everybody hated him. He embraced that and then he became likable again through social media. I think people forget that Tom Brady was very aloof and very much untouchable
1: for a long time. He did Well, he one... went to Tampa and became likable. Correct, yes.
0: In New England, he had one radio appearance a week. He had one press conference appearance a week, and he did his own Jim Gray fluff interview a week. And right. that was the only time you ever heard from Tom Brady. Right. And – all the questions were pretty much not scripted, but he knew what was coming. There was never difficult. Nobody was prying. Nobody was pressing. And right. Giselle was sort of like off to the side. The kids were always off limits. And like, that's how Brady kept it. Mahomes with his wife being as crazy on social media as she has been saying the stuff that she does, running her mouth, talking trash to other fan bases, spraying her own fan base with champagne after a wild card game. And his brother dancing with TikTok videos on Sean Taylor's logo and things like that. I, I mean, this family better be careful because people are getting ready to to, to start pouring a lot of, you know, junk on top of these guys' heads. They They could be the most hated, very quickly, family of football if they're not careful. <laughs> I'm
1: so glad I have no idea. I've never seen one post from any oh. of them.
0: Jackson well, Holmes is is, is something is, else and Brittany, it's got to stop it. I mean, just go away. She really so, needs to stop this whole, like screaming into the camera thing. And yeah, like, she, yeah. she, she looks insane. Like she looks yeah. like she, she should be like institutionalized by the way that she actually ap- she, she acts. And like, the, I get it in today's world, everyone's public. Everyone's known they they're embracing that their brother and husband is the best quarterback in the game, but like all the state farm ads, it's starting to feel Baker Mayfield esque. Like, I'm not comparing the accomplishments. I'm just saying, like, the overkill.
1: Is, you're seeing them too much. The, and it, it, this is the bad part about this, right? This is when you don't win. Now what? I yeah. was thinking of that yesterday when I was re watching the game, State Farm commercials, the constant. These, I mean, the sneaker guy. Like, it's great when you're winning. How can you handle it when you don't? And mm-hmm. you don't need your baby brother on a sideline doing stuff. You don't need your wife doing all this stuff. And like at some point you got to tell them, "Hey, stop." Like stop. You know, I'm I I I believe me. I'm kind of living it now like with the wife and the kids and stuff and they are asking me questions all the time. And I was at the field and somebody at the field said to me, "I hope the Chiefs lose cuz I don't like Mahomes' brother." See? And Told I you. was like I was like really is he that bad and they were like coach dave he's the most annoying person on social media and i was like wow i mean so this is like what the kids and stuff were looking at this is what people are looking at and you get a pass when you win you get a pass and then you can get to the point where you don't care but just be ready for the fire because it's it's, it it comes
0: it right it comes right back at you tenfold yeah i mean you want to run and dunk on Bill's fans and you want to do all that stuff. Social media wise, they're coming for you when you blow a 21, three lead at home and you do nothing in the second half and your interception in overtime lets leads to the game winning field goal for the other team. Like that's the downside of all of this talk, because on the way up, this is a lesson I teach my kids at UNLV and my, my daughter and everything else. You got to be nice on the way up because the way down could be really bumpy if you're not Ooh, and yeah. people can really get into your business harshly and it gets to be, could become a problem. I'm just saying like they went up, they won it, they lost it. And now they're coming back down and the rest of the league is coming fast for Kansas city in their division. I mean, I don't know what Josh McDaniels will do with the Raiders. We'll get to that later in the show, but like Absolutely. you've got a new offensive coach in Denver, new offensive coach in, uh, with, with, with the Raiders You've got a young gun in Justin Herbert, who might be the best of them all in terms of the young gun abilities. I mean, it's this division is not going to be easy. It's not the AFC East for the Patriots, where they had a bunch of clown shows in the division for 20 years who couldn't get out of their own way. And I'm barring a couple of Rex Ryan, you know, teams and then had butt fumbles that cost key games. Not the same situation. <laughs> AFC no. West is not going to be the AFC East. There are going to be doormats for the chiefs just to step into the playoffs every single season, like the Patriots had. So
1: you could go from last to first and first to last at any time right now. I mean, this is not the Bengals just did it. The Bengals yeah. went from being the worst team in football two years ago to being in a Super Bowl. I mean, the league changes fast. The lesson in all of it is just to be nice, period. Be nice every day. Then you ain't gotta worry about it when they come for you, because they're all coming for you. If you're gonna be involved on the social media, but it's this- not
0: Mahomes, though. That's the thing. It's not
1: Mahomes didn't do this. It's the people around him, which kind of stinks. Uh, yeah, right? but I mean, it does, but I mean, you live with these people, you you ride around them, just turn the phone off, man. Listen, you wanna you gotta turn the phone off. It's me. You're using me. But like mm that should have been controlled on the way up. That's the, that's the hard part. It hasn't been. So now what do you do? I mean, it's just like being a parent tell your kid at the beginning, stop doing this and they do it again. And you stop doing this. And you it has a little more resonation. If you let them run free for, you know, 10 years, and then you're going to, you know, come in and be like, Hey, you know, you got to stop doing this. Where have you been? Like now that's the danger. Like the whole, the circle, could blow up quick. On top right. of what's happens on the field, if the circle blows up, the fall is even faster, it becomes a trap door and you're boom.
0: It's a great point. All right, the Rams are going to play at home in the Super Bowl. We had two we now have two straight years of this happening after it never happened in the history I of the Super it. Bowl. <laughs> I can't believe it. it. It never has happened in the history of the game and now we're going back-to-back back with the Rams are hosting. What do you what do you make of this? Is is this cuz last year there weren't fans in the stands and there was a limited attendance for Tampa in terms of the attendance at the game. This is full bore now open season here. This is a traditional Super Bowl. Is there going to be a home field advantage?
1: Um all the stars will come out. I mean this is such an LA thing, right? This is a whole this is this is great. I mean I don't know what the percentage was last night, but this seemed like it was a hell of a lot of Niners fans there. 60-40 would be my guess. Yeah, there was a lot of loud Rams fans too, but now they're in the Super Bowl. So this is when, you know, a lot of people will be dusting off the stuff. They'll be coming out, the plans making for the parties and all this other things. Um, I know this. It wasn't probably put into the line enough last year with the Chiefs being at Tampa and being a road favorite. If the Chiefs were playing the Rams, the Chiefs would have been a small favorite again, but it would have been less than three, obviously. would have been light. I argued it should have been pick, but I was probably overruled in my discussions leading up to this game. Like, now you got to make the Chiefs favored. And I said, no, nah, I'll let them bet the Chiefs. and Rams will beat them. That's what I kept saying if that was the matchup. Um, Now, I think it's really skewed into the line because the line's four. I mean, it's has And a half. Four, yeah. And a half. Yeah. So It's four um, and a half, not four. I think, <laughs> well, it's four and a half where you're looking. It's four everywhere in the world. There's not a four and a half anywhere in Vegas. Okay. Um, I'm still looking. My odd screen right now, it says. Yeah. Did it come back? It, I saw multiple places at four and a half before the and, show. Yeah, there's only one four. It's at Caesars right now. mean, Four and a half, you mean? Four and a half, I mean. Yeah, every... Circa, Westgate, South Point, DraftKings. They're going to get there. Win bet. They're getting to four and a half. I don't know. This is one of those ones where now um, you have such a, a situation, the mountain of money that books already have a head start in with the Bengals being in the Super Bowl. I would venture to say they were the one, two, or three in least number of tickets to win the Super Bowl in the whole NFL. Agreed. We yeah. got one of them in the game. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what happens in this game, side total wise. You already you already win. I can, this is so you can book the game however you want. And it might be one of those, look, just keep it four. It may not move one time. You know, we used to have six phone calls to to move the Super Bowl line. It was like, all right, this guy wants a bet. You know three hundred thousand do we move it well normally that's yes, you do understand but no, we gotta check with him, we gotta check with him, he would check with him all right, yeah, move it a half a point, but no, like you could literally you could take a half a million dollars tomorrow if you open the limits up um and you won't move the line this this, this is the last game man there's we're not trying to get four, four and a half back to four, four, and just put the number up right to bets. That's all we're trying to do right now. So if
0: someone's like Caesar, is that, is that four and a half and others are at four and a half and, and we're expecting that number to climb, it's all one way action at the moment on the Rams. So do you think we see it go higher than four and a half or just do you no. expect this
1: line to stick? I I mean, the top will be five if it if it even reaches that. I, I think well, somebody opened point. at
0: five. I mean, there were
1: openers at five that got bet yeah. down to four. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what happens when you open four and you open five. You know, you're if you're you're the five, you're getting bet on the five. And if you're the four, you know you're getting bet on four, and it kind of meets in the middle, four and a half. Um, nobody's betting an opinion at this point. They're just betting off the other numbers. There's not okay. very. It's too early, so they're just trying to you know maneuver. Um, I think a lot of people that are taking the points would be ones that might have Rams futures. There's a lot of Rams futures out there that are legit bought months ago, um, or even a couple weeks ago. I mean, you could have had the Bengals to win a Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, 150 to one. Then it got to be 75 to one, then it got to be 40 to one. It wasn't that long ago. Just literally within the past couple of weeks.
0: So but nobody was betting, as you mentioned, nobody was betting it. No. So no. I mean you could have gotten it, but nobody actually believed it. I didn't believe it until I got plus seven fifty on it. <laughs> and it was they're in the final four. And I just said, I need them to win one game. They beat the Chiefs, and now I can go ahead and bet the Rams and have a guaranteed profit. And right. I don't care who wins. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Like, and I'll still make I'll still make bets on this side, but I know I'm making money.
1: Right. And that's that's with a lot of, like, the, the booking of the game. You realize that you just book. Everything's different. You know, you you, you take gigantic bets. You don't move the number. You, you, you have a million prop bets to get to and make numbers for. And, and, and then you're trying to help people get tickets to your Super Bowl party. There's so many things. Like, I can't imagine playing in a game and what goes on. Because I, I just know from the book as, aspect of it, like, there's people calling out of the woodwork. Wednesday before the game on Sunday, saying, "Hey man, I'm coming out for the game. Can I get seats at your book?" And you're like, "You know the game's been. I've known the date of this game for a year, and you're just calling me now. Can't get you in there. So you're worried about handle. You're worried about props. You're worried about all these other things. And then you got the game. Like it's. It's. I just want to get. Once we all just get to the game, it's even better." Mm. And the in-game stuff we can talk about too, because that's that. So let's, change. but let's talk about this
0: here. Let, let's talk about the prop betting when it gets released. Some books have it out. Other books have a big ceremonial, huge thing. I think the Westgate's today, right? When they do the whole no, t- no, 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 Thursday, Thursday. Okay, so they do the whole. You can bet to end of the line. Bet to end of the yeah. line thing. It's like a. It's it's a big like. If you have never seen it in Vegas, it's actually kind of fun to go and people watch it and like realize. Watch how many people were there. Certain books have already put out props. Pros are really the only ones betting it. What's your advice for a, a public better when it comes to the props in the Super Bowl? Wait or bet it now?
1: Um, I mean, you can't. If you're going to get a better number, it can't hurt to bet them now, but I, I would always wait. I mean, even when I bet, I'm like, I need to know as much information as possible for the prop bets. but I also need to know which way I think the number is going to move. And again, that becomes ideally most important. I posted a CLV picture this morning, actually got to get good CLV because we all know that the CLV society is a real thing. Thanks to the boys here. I mean, they birthed that idea, and I love it. Um, I don't think you need to – the reason the pros do it is because the numbers get set, and they bet them now to drive them down. Like Because they're betting unders. Very rare is any pro betting early over anything. They need to bet it under They get the best price now. Then what they do – Is let the public come in and bet like every Cooper Cup prop over or every Joe Burrow prop over or Jamar Chase over because who bets under? Nobody bets under. So they'll bet over, 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 over. And then they'll, by the time the game gets close to kicking off, they come back with the unders because they're even getting a better price. But at least they get them early and they do their own numbers too. Like they're just better at it. The pros sometimes are just better at these props than the books. They are so focused, laser focused on certain things that the book may just take an average price, things like that, and go from there. So, um, wow, Matt's, is that, Matt? Audio is removed. Got it. What are we doing here? We good? I, I hit the wrong button. I thought you just jumped the ship? I was like, I'm going to keep talking because I know he's going to come back.
0: That was me. I, I was trying to go to get a different screen. To t- to screen, and I swiped right on my I, on my Mac, and it shut everything off. So continue. I apologize. No, I'm no, back, I, everybody.
1: I, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the pros bet the stuff to to um to get the better numbers, and they're better at it. They'll have the the third wide receiver numbers better than someone might in a book. And they'll just, mm. they'll, they'll know the numbers should be this and they'll bet their opinion. The pros are the best, man. They still bet their opinion. They're not, they're not betting, but why wouldn't they, I mean, if, if the public's going to bet everything over, right. And so the pros, let's
0: just say, okay, Cooper cup, hundred yards receiving in the game just for fun. And the pros say, okay, we're going to bet under that. Right. We're coming in yeah. and betting under so they they bet it under, the book moves it to 99, 98, 97, 96. The, the public gets involved by like Thursday of game week and they're like, oh, Cooper Cup is 97 yards over, 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 drives it back to 102. Are the pros coming back and betting the under again? Yeah. So they oh, double yeah. down on it.
1: Oh, a lot of times they will. I mean, yeah. a lot of times like in Vegas, because it used to only be Nevada, maybe they would come just for those, props to be released they may not ever get a better number because they're not coming back you know what i mean so they have to bet it then now a lot of the guys i know i mean they got guys in mississippi they got guys in jersey they got guys in so now you think that operation was something before oh you you have you have syndicate prop betting now it's amazing they're moving a number in New Jersey to get the hopefully somebody to copy down in Mississippi so they can bet it down here and this and that. They're getting middles on props that you could only dream of.
0: It's uh, what's the limit on a prop in the Super Bowl? Most often,
1: uh, it depends. We used to do you know a lot of up to two dimes, two thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. A dime, pretty standard. A nickel, $500, pretty standard per bet. You could bet it 10 times. I used to let a guy, you know, just, just give me 30 seconds to move the line. You can bet it again. So depending on the time of week, the time of day, by the weekend, with the amount of business and handle that you could do, if you're not taking $1,000 a prop, I'd be surprised. Nickel, hmm. standard minimum. I mean, like, you've got to take yeah. 500 a prop. Yeah, You have to. But 1000 2000. That's where I mean, the Westgate starts at
0: 500, right? That's, that's on, on Thursday. Uh, they, they, they And then they, uh, later in the week, they'll take thousand.
1: Isn't it 500 bucks? Did they I don't let know. Like, two I think bets a at 500 of, bucks a pop? I think a lot of the index props will take a thousand. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, it all depends on the group and, and how much they want to take early. But I mean, all the guys that go down there and do it, I mean, they've been doing it for years. There's a relationship established.
0: Well, Patrick yeah. Everson is going to be there. I mean, this is like his thing. Yeah. He's he's jumping up and down about it. He's giddy. If you haven't yeah. haven't read Patrick Everson's stuff here on props.com, I highly recommend it. But like he's all gung-ho on Thursday, live from the Westgate. And I always wonder like what you get two bets, you're in line. There's like 50 people in line. You get yeah. two bets and then you go to the end of the line. Two yeah. bets, end of the line. How do you pick which are your first two bets like where how do you come up with the idea that these are my favorite two props that I have oh, to bet first.
1: It's so funny because you have you have to have eight favorites. And then when you get up there, you go, Okay, what is this? Oh, oh man, that must have been him. He must have bet that all right. What's the next one? Oh boy, he guys moved at 30 cents on that play. Oh, all right. And you have to find when you're when you're fifth or sixth You always hear the whining and the complaining from that guy because they all got the same stuff. They all got the same stuff. You could put up a hundred props; they're all looking at the same twelve. So it's funny because they know the numbers are off. Sometimes you put them up as a book, knowing your numbers better than them, but you don't tell them that. They think, but they are all. A lot of them are looking at the same number, so you get over something minus one twenty. Well, they bet it. So it's minus 110, then it's even, and then it becomes flipped the other way. And the whole time you're thinking, I like my number better. I got them all. They bet the second and the third number. But how do you pick? You have to have a list of eight because more likely than not, if you go up there and you give them two right off the bat without one that's already moved, that would be a dog price. They always get second, third, fourth. Unless one guy's looking at punt props and no one else is. (laughs) Believe me, I've seen it. They come up and they bet the punt props. And I'm like, what are you even looking at? And they rattle off two two numbers or statistics. And you're like, all right, I better put that one in the back pocket. That one may be a good bet. All right. I teased this
0: on Friday. So I've been waiting all weekend to kind of get into this because I've heard these stories off air. So I want some of these stories on air. Yep. Walk me through either at CG or in Carousel, wherever you were, how do you get to the packet? And what I mean by the packet oh, is man. these books put out, and CG used to do it, Dave used to do it. They would literally put 10-page packets like you would get in, in in high school of like a workbook, and it is every prop, cross sport, Deep dive, money line, everything over unders, you know, every player on the roster, every situation you could imagine one field goal, two field goals, three field goals, four field goals, over and over and over. How did you guys do that? How much work goes into actually producing something like that for the Super Bowl?
1: I blame the guys at the Westgate first and foremost for this <laughs> Jay and Ed and Jeff and Murray. They took it to a whole nother level. Um, None of this, it was so easy. We did the basic stuff in Curacao. It was easy because nobody really bet it. Props never really became popular until the last like decade. And what they did over there changed everything because they did one, create an event, but two, they went so deep into this other stuff. So I used to always, I would go that Thursday and look at the numbers, pick up the packet and all this other stuff, and then kind of just admire it from afar. Then I got in the risk room and I was like, oh, man, how are we going to do this? Like, how do you guys do this? And the the first year we did it, like Tony D was the boss, and he was like, all right, you guys come up with the props tonight on the night shift. We'll talk about it in the morning. And he left. He's like, I'll see you guys later. I was like, what? What is he talking about? He left, and uh, I was with three other guys. I was like, "All right, what does he want us to do? And one guy was like, I don't know, but he wants at least 10 or 15 different than everyone else. I'm like, different? Like, d- different than what? Uh, did you see? They got everything. Like, how are we going to do different? So I went right to the cross sports. I went right to the schedule on Sunday and said, all right, who's playing? Oh, the Capitals are playing. All right, Ovechkin. I wonder how many shots on goal. He gets three three and a half, three. Oh, that's the same number of field goals in the game. Three and a half prop. All right. Who's going to have more? Ovechkin shots on goals or field goals, you know, in the game total. And you're like, Oh, all right. What's the price of that? All right. Well, it goes over 58% of the time. They kick three field goals averages and that make it minus minus one twenty five. See what we see what we do. So maybe we'll take a bet. Boom. Done. All right. One. All right. Um, Oklahoma, I, I'll never forget the one I, that I did that, that took very great pride in was the Oklahoma City Thunder were playing. Team rebounds was like 42, something like that. And I'm looking, I'm like, what's 42? What's 42? Oh, his pass attempts may be 42. Ooh. But I'm, the pass attempts number can only be mm, between, you know, it can be really low. I mean, he could get hurt and throw three passes and be out of the game. The rebounds number we knew was going to be consistent. And I was like, I mean, even if they have a bad game, they're going to come close to their average rebounds. I'm going to I'm going to shade the, the pass attempts and get them to bet the pass attempts. Watch this. So I remember Tony was like, Where did you come up with this? And I'm like, trust me. I'm like, I know the guys, they're they're going to bet this pass attempt. They're going to bet the quarterback. We'll get them all. We'll see what we have. So the fun part is you you do all this stuff, you put the numbers up and then you get bets boom 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 when your your work is immediately reflected it's a little <laughs> different than school you ain't got to wait for the test result in the morning you instantaneously put the numbers up and then boom within 10 minutes somebody's going a dime on against your number and I'm like all right move it another dime another dime and he yelled up from over on the other side of the room I hope you're right about that rebound prop. We already need it for 5,000. I'm like, relax, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And it ended up, I had to move that thing and it was a new prop. I didn't know how to move it. They kept betting it the other way. I'm like, how do I move the number? Do I move the juice? What do I do? So I started moving just the juice until it got to a point where nobody was going to bet it because of the juice. So I had to move the number. And we ended up winning it. The rebounds prop flew over. I took all their money and I got a text the day after the game that said, you got me good work it, from one of the guys that bet it. So that's the back and forth, how you come up with that prop packet. That's a team effort. That's, that's like, um, I do the quarterback or he, or two, two guys do the quarterbacks. One guy does the running back. One guy does the wide receiver. There's always one guy that got to get the kicker props. They got to get, mm. maybe somebody's got to do it. It's usually the, the rookie guy on the squad. Um, the two guys or three guys or at the Westgate, I think it's eight admin, they call that job, have to put that together through different Excel sheets and stuff. It's amazing. But the best part now is that it's already done. A lot of it's already done. Before the game, you even know to the match up, the, the stuff is already formatted and you're mm. just inserting the name and the number. So the task becomes actually easier as you do more. Because now you're just inserting here, inserting there, and you and you know, when you've done it for so long, it's kind of just the way you think through the numbers. Even me- even though the teams are so unique, like yep.
0: quarterback passing yep. prop, like a team that's not it's gonna insane. run the ball all that much or yep. interesting.
1: Yeah. It's really it, it it's it's That's the the strange part about it. Looking at it from the outside is that you would think it would be hard and would be unique because it's, it's not, the process is the same. You just got to kind of just show up and put the numbers in, plug them, play, massage them a little bit, and then boom, put them out and let the, let the pros hammer.
0: Interesting. All right. Just quickly on this, Tom Brady on Saturday gets scooped. I think Brady is done. I think this is entirely a anger because somebody couldn't hold their water and <laughs> decided to tell the world that he's retiring. Come on. Really? You think, think that? Yes, think I, think that? To, I think he wanted to market it. I think he wanted his Monday moment in the sun. I think he wanted what Roethlisberger got, which was basically a like clear out. Big Ben got to put the video out. Big Ben got to do everything else and all the nonstop reels come in, all the love, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody told ESPN and then ESPN ran with it and didn't care. Didn't, you know, as Tom senior called it, pure conjecture. I, I I don't think ESPN didn't pull it. They didn't pull it. So, and in the NFL network, my key was this, there were two things that tipped me off that I believe it's true. One, the NFL official Twitter account was all over it. Yeah. And number two, Julian Edelman was tweeting about it. Right. He's out there saying best of luck in your retirement. Blah, blah. So if his inner circle is already out there, they know it's true.
1: Is Jules on in his inner circle or is he just of a former teammate? Jules is like his best friend. It's Gronk Jules and him. Oh,
0: really? That's Yeah, that's th- that's their three amigos. They went to Montana together and like that's where they all, they tried to bring on different receivers who needed help. They'd bring him in, try to help him. Nikhil Harry and others trying to get him, you know, on the same page and like, yeah, that that was always the three amigos.
1: Okay, I was just hoping it was a Saturday afternoon news dump. I couldn't believe it. I was at the fields on Saturday, and they're like, oh, my phone's texting. Brady's right, official. It's he's retiring. He's this and that. And I was like, and I want one more. I just want one. Why? More season. Why? I wanted to go out playing on a field. I he wanted did. to have a night. Yeah, but he lost. I want him to go out with a regular as a season. win. Dang he's not
0: see- going to go out. He he knows he's not going out as a win.
1: Oh, I he mean, maybe, that. maybe not, but like Mm-mm, not that, that that
0: team's got problems. Got salary cap problems. That team's got injury problems.
1: Wouldn't that be something if he went somewhere else to finish? Oh, it'd be finish. awful.
0: Oh, I'd be God. horror. I'd be so angry with him if he did that.
1: Oh, I would be furious.
0: Fe- th- th- that's where I would turn on him. I didn't turn on him on Tampa. I was oh. all in on Tampa. I was cool with him going to Tampa. I was happy for him. He goes somewhere else. I'm pissed. That's Brett Favre 2.0. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That, that, uh-uh. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not pleased. Always said he wouldn't do that. He always said he wasn't wasn't interested in being that type of wishy-washy, maybe, maybe. But I do agree with you and I agree with Julian Edlow and others who we've all had this talk on Twitter. That I I'm saying Brady is retiring, but I'm not putting it past Brady from playing again. Like I think he walks, but come talk to me in September when a dynamic team loses their quarterback for the year, and they're like, hey, Tom. You can play eight games, come in here, take us to the postseason. And Brady's like, OK, like I I easily could see that happening. Hell, it could be the Patriots. I mean, I could see like Mac Jones oh, going down. Stop. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Mac Jones goes down. Brady rides in. I mean, could you imagine that story? If Brady came back for halfway into the year to, to quarterback the Patriots. How about the Niners? Or the Niners. Yep. I mean, he but yeah, absolutely are open.
1: Run it all back, circle it all 100%. back
0: where it started. Well, that's where he wanted to go. I mean, if you watch, the, if you watch the LeBron uh, barbershop deal, I mean, it was, it's clear he had, he had eyes on San Francisco. And then he wanted to go with Vrabel and Vrabel told him no. And he kept canhill And that was the line of like, you're keeping that bleeping guy. That's where that clip came from because he chose Tannehill over Brady and Brady was furious that he he decided to do that. And so he wound up going to Tampa and, but San Francisco, hundred percent, I could see it. I mean, Joe Montana, his idol, I I mean, to, to run it back, I would just be really disappointed if, if that's what Tom, if Tom did, I, I I would get the move. It's in California. His son's there. It's where he should have gone anyway. I mean, he should have gone to the Niners anyway, and you have a ready-made team. To go and win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. It could happen. But how does Tampa feel then? Like, not that I care, but like
1: Tampa feels used and thrown away. <laughs> Brady does that. Everybody's using everybody in that situation. Brady came Agreed. down there to use them to get out of New England and, you know, go win another Super Bowl. I mean, Tampa. I just don't think he can sell it to.
0: G- I, I just think Giselle, I think it's done. I think he has. He had to because of the Belichick divorce. He needed to go and prove it, and just go one more place and let me go and play. And then he wins it all in the first year. He gets back to the postseason. The second year, he could win the MVP, depending on how the voters see Aaron Rodgers. And like, it just feels like he doesn't have an argument anymore. There's no argument to Giselle as like I need to keep going. Why? And that the answer to that I question do. but I it doesn't do. matter you can't say that you're going to play that to, i mean it's it, the the amount of commitment and sacrifice the family has to go through and done it every nfl players average year is three seasons this dude's 22
1: seasons in listen it you know what you're getting into she married him he was the greatest quarterback then like now you want him to stop like he wasn't the greatest. He's gonna guy. stop I, I don't think he, was, nah, he, he wasn't the
0: stop. greatest quarterback ten years ago. He wasn't the the slam dunk. They've been married ten years in twenty fourteen. Yeah, their oldest is nine. Live is live is nine, I believe. Because his oldest is fourteen. I think they're fourteen, nine, and seven or eight or maybe ten and eight. So yeah, his kids are getting up there in age. I mean, his kids aren't like. Bopping around in like diapers, like his t- these kids are getting old. They're almost almost all of them are almost near, near their tweens right now. Right. One's a teenager, and the other two are tweens, and they're getting close. So like, they've been together for a long time. Like, she's she's been there through the thick gut things. Like you know,
1: yeah. So well, he better just make sure. I mean, like, I I just want to see it selfishly. I want to see him, you know, get all the whole accolade things. I want to see it. He has everything. What do you mean? All the accolades. Interesting. What's next? See. See, nobody liked Tom Brady outside of New England until he went to Tampa. I mean, well, that's, just... their, that's their fault. That's not our fault. On, that's your fault. That, no, that's their he's,
0: fault. He's if, like that's, it. that's it. That's your fault. That's not our fault. Social media, his social media has made him likable. And we, we always knew he was likable. We always liked him. But I mean, he's the all time leader in touchdown West passes. You didn't even
1: like him that much in New England until they won a couple. What like, are you like, talking
0: about? He won, his, he won his Super Bowl a second year. Second yeah. year won the Super Bowl. So, like, what do you mean it, when you don't really it, like
1: him? There's a lot of people up in that area that say Belichick still was the is. guy. And I still say it. No, 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 no.
0: I never come system a quarterback. I say it was a marriage between the two. It was Belichick and Brady equally. In the beginning, it was all Belichick. In the end, it was all Brady and it made sense and it worked. So
1: it but, did. But I agree. It, they needed to other, But yes. I'm just saying, like, I want to see it one more. I want to see one more year. That's where.
0: In Tampa or in San Fran?
1: San Fran would just be storybook. That would I be agree. phenomenal because that team, that defense is so nasty. And if they give him portrait an defense. offense <laughs> and say, Tom, don't turn it over, we'll protect you. We'll make sure you have time to throw the ball. We got a beast God, or Jimmy
0: G. God, could you imagine being Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: What oh is going to replace there? Are you kidding me?
0: Can you imagine that? Like you thought it was gonna be Trey Lance, and said it's Tom, and and they signed Brady. I don't. I don't even know. They're supposedly boys, so I I don't know how if you would even do that. But man, that's a kick to the blank. <laughs> Ooh, that would be tough for Garoppolo. In a cup, Cooper yeah. Cup. Yeah, that would be. That would be. But it's perfect. I mean, San Fran makes a ton of sense for Brady if he wanted to keep going. I just think Brady's done. I think the official announcement will come out at some point this week. He's officially he has officially retired and he's very angry if he'll never talk to Adam Schefter ever again, which he may not have to, but he's not happy. They wanted to monetize it. They wanted to own the day. They wanted to do it during the bye week and get all that attention. And somebody couldn't hold their water and told and said the Patriots tweeted it out. The Patriots official account and, and, and they didn't reference Adam Schefter. They had it pre-made. They had a whole thank you thing already pre-made for Brady. So, like this was Saturday before the games? No, it was gonna happen this week. It's just that it was already all ready to go. And then ESPN jumped everybody and went first with it and pissed off the family to no end because it spoiled what Brady had in, you know, in mind of what he wanted to do. He tries to monetize everything now the TB12 t-shirts and shirts and hats and blah blah. He wanted to be a big marketing deal. And ESPN blew that whole thing up. No, he didn't want it on a Saturday. That's horrible. Saturday before the games, he wanted nothing to do with that. He wanted it to be today. Like today, would it be like games are over, right? Tom Brady retires. Monday morning, first thing, roll it out. And now he can't.
1: Or Tuesday or Wednesday. Like this is ready made for a midweek, off week, by week. Agreed. um, Like maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe he'll do it tomorrow. But I think it's coming this
0: week, the official announcement with the full on website. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if he was writing something, you know, in in the Players Tribune. Like this is the the, the, this would be a marketing blitz for the end of the Brady career. But ESPN spoiled it. And so I think that's that's (laughs) they're not happy with that. All right. A couple quick ones. Josh McDaniels to be the new head coach of the Raiders. It has not worked. We talked about it on Friday. We teased it. It looks like it's happening. The Patriots. Former whatever you want to call him, not really the GM, but the guy that kind of had the title of the GM is coming. Dave Ziegler is coming, and so is Josh McDaniels. Do you like it?
1: I don't know yet. I I, I can't believe it though. But like this is this is the the next thing to fall is Bill O'Brien go back to be the offensive coordinator. It's happening. <laughs> like it's just, and then if and then if, if Brian Flores,
0: Flores comes back, like and then Joe Judge. The last I, guy to get the band back together is if you go get Dante Scarnecchia out of retirement for the third time, <laughs> go get him, and then you, the band's back together again. It's 2011 all over again. Look out!
1: And they got the <laughs> young rookie quarterback. that's now second year. He's got a whole season under his belt. They got and that two tight team. ends. Like what the hell is it? What the hell is happening? It's what the It's hell just
0: you happening? can't hire Belichick assistant coaches. They all go home, and they all go back to dad. And they go resurrect their careers and they go win championships because dad's where they want to be. They all feel like they want to fly, sprout their wings, and they all lose and they go, ah, it's more fun to win and not deal with the press and be a coordinator. Let Bill handle that nonsense. Let's go back
1: to with Bill. Does Does Josh McDaniels bring this team? I mean, the expectations have been set. Passaccia took this team to the playoffs. Um, what are a, the expectations a, for him coming in? This could only go course. bad, no? 100%.
0: Either you win the division, that's the next step. You dethrone the Chiefs. But I just, look, I, I've i read all the, like, the dinner that happened here in Vegas where they sat down and he would make a three-hour presentation about how he's going to use Moreau and Waller and what he's going to do with Derek Carr. They're going two tight ends. They're running the Patriot offense. Okay, It's coming in, two tight end set, one wide out. Two running backs, run the ball, offensive line, play action, roll out Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo when he replaced Brady. That's the offense, okay? Remember the offense Pats ran when Brady got hurt and Brady got suspended as well? This is the offense Josh is going to run, okay? It's dink and dunk. It's going to make Hunter Renfro a lot of money, all right? Renfro's Edelman.
1: He's going to be Wes Welker and
0: yep. Julian Edelman. Yep. He's going to get 15 catches. He's going to be 15 targets a game. He's going to get like 10 catches, 15 targets. Okay. Right. Renfro is going to be an absolute stud in this offense. Waller will be Gronk 2.0. He'll be incredibly tough to stop.
1: All this sounds pretty good to me so far. So what's, what's yeah. the problem with all this?
0: Who runs the defense? Do they, they're in a, they're in a league where you have to score a ton of points and that's not an explosive offense. Okay. That's, that's a 25 point per game offense type of situation. And you're against a team in the chiefs, that average 30, 35. So uh, look, and now
1: you, I want Aaron Rodgers to definitely come to Denver. This would be oh. tremendous. These games will be, this will be big events. I mean, it they're is. already going to be big, but like the division games, will be tremendous. Like if these teams come in with all this expectations and quarterbacks and points and all this other stuff, like did we'll have a big story here? This wasn't the splashy hire that I thought, you know, this isn't Jim Harbaugh, like name wise and stuff. This isn't for Vegas. You know, Vegas is like a, it's like a mini LA a little bit. I mean, he gets a lot of fluff and no stuff. And Josh a has a game.
0: name though. I mean, he's, he's a bigger Justin? name than Basaccia. Josh is a name. Yeah. Josh got three rings. I mean, yeah, Josh is a name. Josh is, Josh is, you're coming from the Belichick coaching tree. Like, it just hasn't worked. I know, oh, man. I'm going to
1: call these the Boston glasses. I'm putting these back on. You see <laughs> everything through these Boston glasses. I mean, what do you mean?
0: You don't think Josh we, McDaniels think, is a name? Yes. You don't think Josh McDaniels is a name? Off the top of your head, who got hired as the head coach cool. of the Broncos? And how did that go? Oh no no, t- t- top of your head. Name of the new coach for the Broncos, OC for the for the Green Bay Packers. Right?
1: Oh, this year. Oh yeah, yeah. we don't know that guy. Okay. But, I mean, he's an OC Gosh, he's for the Packers. This guy's okay. an OC for the Patriots. You right. only know his name because it failed in so miserably in Denver.
0: No, I know his name because he was a Patriots off of the coordinator who won three championships. You know that so
1: because you're Everybody knows that. Everyone knows who
0: Josh McDaniels is. Come on. He 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 turned down the Colts job. He embarrassed the Colts by leaving them at the
1: altar. He if faltered with Tim Tebow. People. Who the quarterback, who the OC. Daniel, they're going to know that he coached and failed in Tebow in Denver. No way. No he, way.
0: The- no Sleeping way that they would say he is known for his connection to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. A hundred percent. McDaniels. is hundred percent. Josh McDaniels is known as a Patriot. He was there twice, mind you. Okay. He was the OC twice. So.
1: How many rings does he have?
0: Three. Coached in five.
1: Mm, man, I hope it's successful. I, think, I don't know. I don't be I hope so too. Here for for, for being here, yeah. I would I would love it. Is he a coach but for the next decade? Did, did have they got their next decade coach? I
0: like, hope to god they don't give him a 10-year contract. That was a monster <laughs> mistake to do that. Well, oh, hopefully hope it's a three-year deal, but I just can't. Well,
1: if you only yeah. give these guys three years, you got Zach Taylor's taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl. He what is his record in two years? I mean, everybody well, Zach only, only won five, 10
0: games. He, he went 10 and 7 this year, though. I mean, he, only won, he only won 10 games, but he's in the big one.
1: Right. But, I mean, you can't, like, all these contracts three years. You, what do you expect a guy to do when you ain't got the tools necessary? You're coming to a division against you're the worst team in the division.
0: Yeah, like, but he has to the, tools? the tools. I mean, he has the tools. That's the
1: problem. Because now he, he has the tools. Not in Denver, but he, he has the tools. They were 12 the Bengals yeah. were two years ago or something.
0: No, I mean, McDaniels, I think the expectations are very high. I mean, you have an established – Franchise quarterback. You have a franchise tight end. You have an extremely talented running back in Josh Jacobs. You've got a very good third down receiver. You're going to add more talent. I mean, they need another outside threat, which I think they're going to get. Max Crosby has been, you know, has emerged as a dominant defensive end who can get after the quarterback and pressure. They've got two good corners. They're developing some decent linebackers. They got to go ahead and, and up the linebacker play and, you know, Farrell has been okay. He hasn't lived on you know, top 10 pick. Okay. But he's been good enough. That he plays the position. He's solid. Their defense took a big step forward under Versace. And I mean, for the most part, the players said that at the end of the year, the general theme is that they got ran into the ground by Gruden and Gruden would have full practices and they would just get really tired. And that's why they fell apart at the end of the year. Cause they were dead tired and Versace didn't do any of that. so, Maybe there's something to that, but Passaccia interviewed for the Jaguars job yesterday. <laughs> so
1: thought he made the may... job in a special teams uh, coach in Chicago. Pasache did?
0: Yeah. I, I thought he interviewed for the head coaching job for the Jaguars yesterday. Maybe he did do that.
1: Oh, I but... thought he took the job in Chicago to be the special teams coach. So I thought I saw that's, that. We yeah, about that. That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. No, we didn't talk about you and I didn't talk about that. But that's unfortunate if that happened. I mean, losing him, I get why. But I mean, that guy—it's unfortunate. That guy should have been a life—a lifer here for what he did. He—he he saved the entire season and maybe in the franchise in a way. Given the direction they were going and how many awful stories that were going on around that, right? Uh, all right, couple one one quick one. This is part of better to book it, but I just kind of want to get your take on this because this is brutal for me. I'm actually, okay, so I bet it last night. I took the three and a half points. I have six points of CLV here on this game.
1: How badly do I lose this bet? You ain't losing. Sixers, <laughs> you ain't losing. Sixers can't win when the Joe, Joel Embiid don't play. But, but they could. I I I I I don't think that they will. I saw the number, so I got up, you know, very busy doing other shows and whatever, but I looked at the line. I'm like, Memphis is three and a half at the Sixers? Yeah. And I didn't even know. And I was just like, geez, I guess MB's not playing. Like, I said it in my head, like, just like, oh, I guess MB's not playing. I mean, it's the only way that it can be. It can't be the number. And then, you know, I see this and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay, he's got to rest sometime. But this was like this is the game of the night for me for the NBA. I was like, ah, well, we got- it's also the MVP game, right? That's the reason saying, why,
0: like- the reason why I bet it last night was because this John Morant MVP stuff is coming around and people are starting to buy into this idea, like not you know comeback or most improved player, but like actually the MVP. And I'm like, okay, Embiid's gonna go bonkers being on the same floor as Morant. And now he's out. Oh, it's so
1: bad. I, I, it I'm frustrated. It does. And this is the this is a problem with the everyday sports like the NBA, like the NHL. I mean, like baseball. One yeah, guy, I mean, in basketball, it's the most prevalent, unless it's the starting pitcher in baseball. And sometimes occasionally the starting goalie in hockey. But really, it's 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 the star basketball player impacts the line the most. It's a big line flip, P roll. I mean, that is that is gigantic. Um, this will be an all timer this will be an all timer a hundred percent i i I found the c l v can yesterday I posted a picture of myself with it yesterday um posted it this morning. We'll post it again if you lose this one. I don't think you're losing this one though six so. points of three possessions It's it early like it's once it gets to four a four's the top they're they're not gonna let this thing get over two buckets right. If you've seen anything, have you seen
0: Memphis's record against the spread on the road? They're incredible. It's
1: tremendous. Oh, 17 man. 7 and 1 on the road, did, ATS. Did, this is one of the best teams in basketball. We've been all over the Suns. The Suns are the best team in basketball. They won again. Didn't cover Sunday, but they won yeah. again. These Memphis Grizzlies, man, they are really good and they're winning on the road as a young team. They got a young superstar bucking the trend. Taking a show on the road and winning games, this would be so surprising if if Memphis doesn't win this game, man, I'll be I'll be shocked. But you might be able to take four and a half. You might be able to take four and a half on the other side. And Get them four to the game it. sports. Try to
0: middle it. It's not about a bad middle there on either side to go yeah. off. <laughs> Getting plus four and a half and plus four and a half or plus three and a half plus four you and a half.
1: Some books as we try to
0: that a little bit too much. Oh jeez! I just got lucky. I just I I didn't think Joel Embiid was not going to play. I just took oh. Memphis plus three and a half. It wasn't like a, a cart. It wasn't a calculated bet. It was just Embiid. I looked at the numbers. Memphis. I thought this is a three point game, one way or the other. I get three and a half. Give me Memphis. Yeah. It's a two uh-huh. possession game. I was like, give me the give me the dog. But yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get our guy Brad Feinberg back on the winning track here. Open three and zero has lost his last three. Oh boy. He. Had a big day yesterday. He went 12 and one on his props for the given props podcast for the NFC and AFC championship game. So let's see what he does in the Super Bowl uh, for that pod. You guys can go find that where you get your podcasts. It's a betprep.com pod. He's going back to the well here. He missed Bam Adebayo's number at 15 and a half. Now he's coming back at 14 and a half. He thinks this number still should be 17 and a half. He missed it. He only scored eight points in that game last week where he took him on the over. He's coming back with the bam over 14 and a half tonight. His average is basically 15.
1: Uh games in Boston.
0: Yes. Miami uh catching two and a half points,
1: right? Current line, Miami six. Hmm. Boston. What? Boston minus six.
0: So who's out? Is Jimmy Butler out? Butler must be out. <laughs> right. That's yeah, true. Butler's out. Okay. <laughs> Um, it was two and a half last night. Jeez, these line moves are crazy overnight in the NBA. NBA
1: it's crazy stuff, man. And, and again, if you have any sort of information at all, or just good at just finding which Guessing. way the line's going to move, yeah, like just you guess. did, you know, you, you nailed it. I mean, you got the best line in the world on that game. Um, but again, those still got to win. Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. gotta win. You get them good still numbers. Like I got that CLV can for you. We could deposit them all right in there. They unless they're, they're, they're winning, <laughs> I got somewhere for you to throw them away. Um so the bam over points, 14 and a half. His average is around 15. Boston is man, what a team. Can't figure this Celtics team out to drive people crazy. But they were short dogs at Atlanta the other night. That was such a good win for Atlanta. Um, and we talked about that actually. The two it was the, part of my part of my parlay. Part of the parlay, but it didn't hit because of that total, huh? You were
0: the right. Total, yeah. Went Damn over it. by four points. I, over by four. Really I, went, I went under two twenty-four and it landed two twenty-eight. I know. Memphis. Oh yeah, I was I was I was at dinner watching it, going like, uh, man, this is, is gonna stink. Really. We got the first two
1: right, and then sounds covered. Point. Yeah, it's covered. covered a big number. To, the, the Hawks were to dead right side. We had a great number on that game, and it was just the right side. I will say, I'd be nervous about this one. I, I okay. mean, I, I'd be, I'd book. I'm not one. betting it. Yeah, i I don't, I, like, I, it. I don't, be, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it personally. What's going on and I, and now if, if if Jimmy Butler ain't playing and he's it's just not if Time Lord sports. decides
0: to play, yeah, if Time Lord plays defense, knowing that. Butler's out and they say, okay, we're going to not let you score in the paint. Like Butler stretches everything out. So without him, I'd be concerned on the putback game, maybe rebound, putback. I might like Bam rebounds more than the points personally here tonight. But I do think him up against Robert Williams, that's where I think Bam might go to work on the glass. And maybe he gets to 15 points by rebounds and ones type of situations. Or maybe he gets them both, but the Celtics don't rebound all that well. And they right. have Robert Williams, and that's about it. <laughs> so right, they got a bunch right, of right. wings, and so like that's where I may look at Bam's right. rebounding more than I would Bam's points. But we'll we'll track that three and three record so far for our prop of the day. Okay, better to book it time now. We already talked about it, but Memphis plus three and a half against Philadelphia. Sure. We're betting this, of course. You can't, unfortunately, but
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a, a <laughs> you
0: can't bet this. this, unfortunately.
1: Yes. So so Matt has for the people listening to the show or new to the show or whatever. He bets overnight, so when you see these overnight lines and you see them early from the guys at Wimbet and stuff, like you got to grab them while you can. If you get a number now, that this number will not exist ever before the yeah. pre- There's no situation <laughs> that, unless, what if JoJo announces, you know what, I'm playing. I want to go win this MVP award tonight.
0: They don't do that. They don't. They don't played. do that. Come on, they don't do that why would so, they announce he's not playing they're not going to come back and say okay he is playing
1: are you nuts have you not seen what goes on in the nba in the last few years I know. It happens all the time we could get a message at three o'clock you know what <laughs> and b's not rested he rested all day what are we doing jojo he should play the game
0: i agree with you he should be playing 100 and it was the game of the night it was the game to watch no that was the game it was an unbelievable game to watch and now we can't We're not watching it, unfortunately. I mean, I'll watch a little bit, I guess, but I was psyched to watch it. I wanted to see, all right, who's going to kind of take this alpha male, you know, who's going to come out of this game as the leader in the head to head MVP conversation because their matchup nightmares for either team, right? I mean, Memphis has bigs, but really Joe, 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 go kill them. And then the backcourt for, for the Philly for the Sixers really can't handle Morant. So like, It could be back-and-forth, tit-for-tat type of thing. It could have been a really cool game.
1: It could have traded, like, yeah, Joel Embiid has gone over 25 points for the record number of times in a game, and Morant is doing dunks that you ain't never seen before in a game, highlights every single night. Memphis keeps winning games. His actual MVP odds are getting lower by the day as Memphis keeps winning because now you can sell the narrative. Mm. He is the most valuable player on a good team, which was going to be the thing that kept him not from winning this award. Right. Take that argument away. And then you got Embiid being the big man, the old school way to play basketball, throw it inside, get to the bucket, get to the line and oh yeah by the way I can step back and hit a 3-2 two. these two could have traded baskets tonight in Philadelphia with the song and it was I was actually really pumped up to watch the game and I'm yeah. like because you look at the rest of the car the rest of the NBA is a lot Golden, of trash
0: Golden State against Houston ooh there's a fun game to watch
1: it's either good team against really bad team or two really mediocre teams. teams and yep. it's it, I looked at the card today and I'm like There's one game to watch. Let's go. Then I got busy doing the shows, and I came back and saw the line move, and I'm like, oh, man, how do you sit him tonight? Like, didn't he rest yesterday? They didn't play yesterday. Come on. Uh, I'm
0: with you. One game with positive CLV, one game with negative CLV. This number is down to two. Atlanta at home against Toronto. I'm laying the two and a half points, bet it last night. It's now two. Betting or booking Hawks at home to continue. I'm betting the streak for Atlanta. As you mentioned, the pros fade the streak. Yep. Seven consecutive covers and wins for the Hawks. Betting it or booking it.
1: We're laying two and a half. The game's painted Toronto minus one and a half now. Already? Yeah. Oh, well, so who's out for Atlanta? So I Trey, Young's <laughs> so is Trey Young is out? So Trey Young, Trey Young out? Trey Young must be out. I don't know right now. If Trey Young don't play, that's what that move is telling you, right? It's it's painted. Across uh, the he's world. He's
0: probably Hunter. He's questionable. Trey Young is questionable with his shoulder undecided if he'll face the Raptors on Monday, but it sounds like the betting public believes he's out because that line move is significant.
1: Yeah. That's so from two and a half to one and a half up top. That's probably, that might be three limit bets to get it to two and a half to two, then right to pick and then up to one or one and a half. So it's probably two and a half bets, limit plays. Uh, Oh, by the way, I just peeked over to TV. Brian Dabble is the Giants. Dabble. Coach. Dabble. Yeah. Last yeah, week. I, I don't know how to say his name. So I know Brian to, Dabble.
0: Josh former Rick. OC for the Patriots. Former, uh, you know, guy, OC for the Bills last year. Yeah. Now taking over. It's a good
1: hire. It's a good it's a hire. Name. Definitely not a name like Josh. Bad Rick. quarterback. Brian
0: Dabble's a name if you know college football, if you know, you know, if you follow the OC chain, Brian Dabble. Football fans know who Brian Dabble is. All
1: right. They know him. Is that a better, impressive hire than Josh McDaniel? Would he have been a good Raiders coach? I only say yes
0: because I don't like the pedigree and history of Belichick assistant coaches, even though Brad Dabble is actually from the Belichick tree. So it's another
1: East so Coast coaching in the NFL is not a part of the Belichick tree, even if he's just a branch.
0: I mean well I mean the, the I mean he coached they, under Belichick. he went to Saban he coached under Nick Saban because Bill put him to to Alabama to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama then he got the job with the Bills on Sean McDermott did everything he did with with the with the Bills offense wow. and now he's a coach of the Giants so I mean he's he's his trained but like I mean he talked about it during the press conference today where he said some really cool things about um well, you know what? I'll hold that to the best thing about today because I was going thats what I was gonna talk about for the best thing about today. So we'll hold that until then. Are we betting or booking Atlanta minus two and a half?
1: We'll bet it, um, but it's, it's contingent on Young play. No, it's not. Let's just bet it anyway. I'll be okay. bet against Toronto tonight. We'll we'll ride the streak until it loses, though. If Young don't play tonight, maybe it might be the night. All right.
0: Favorite thing about today?
1: What is um, it for you? It's two weeks. We got two weeks until the Super Bowl. Um, that's a long time, but give us stuff (laughs) to talk about. The favorite thing about today, though, is that it's a day after me coaching all weekend. We played, we 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 played six games. We went two and four. We lost all three games in pool play. We got walked off twice on Saturday and once on Sunday to to be our exit of the tournament. The kids. It's, I'm sitting there talking to them after the game, and I'm thinking about you getting hit in the face and seeing (laughs) what you have to do to get better and knowing what you have to do and withstanding the storm and being better for it. That's what that was my message to the kids. I was like, Mm. guys, listen, we got better. Your parents are going to grill you on the way home. I don't care if they have a question with with anything that went on on that field and the results. Have them text me or call me. I said, you guys grew as a team. You grew as a player. You know you belong in those games. We every team we played was from out of town. There was we got the Southern California. The girl, the first game was we played a team from Seattle. She might as well have been Randy Johnson. She was throwing sixty five on Saturday night. She wow. was six foot one. I don't know what school she's going to. I didn't even ask because we couldn't touch her. We lost three, nothing. We lost another game, three, two on a walk-off. Then we lost a game. We had a lead eight, six, and we lost nine, eight, because the kids kind of got a little nervous. And then by Sunday, man, we were in an absolute battle with this team that we lost three, two the night before. Team from Reno, California. Uh, Reno, California. Reno, Nevada, but half oh. the girls come over from California. Correct. Okay. Georgia so it's, yeah, yeah, girls. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, okay. And um, these these were some ballers. And my a lot of my girls had never been in that crucible before. And I kept telling them in between innings, we're fine, we're fine. And we had a big lead. We hit a couple bombs. We threw a runner out. We had a double play. And I was like, it was exciting. And then what happened at the end was like, what happened to the Chiefs? you know, looking back, like you had it, you didn't put that team away. And the message was that. So the favorite thing about today is that all that happened. And now I'm looking forward to, you know, we're taking them to them steps that you keep running. Say so we're going to run these steps. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Like l- l- figuratively or literally? Well, if we could get the practice over there, we've been practicing <laughs> at the other field, but we're going to go to that because we carry, believe me, I carried a bucket. I was carrying a bucket and a net, hmm. and I got halfway up those steps, and they're like, Coach Dave, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't carry the net, too. I said, I got my softball bag, I got my bucket, and a net. I was—I must have had 40 pounds of weight on me going up those steps, too. And I got halfway up. I said, I carried a bucket. Listen, I, I like helping you guys, and I'm a part of the team, <laughs> but they have a rule that, like, coaches don't touch equipment. I always try Good. To But man, I got halfway up and I was like, "Whoa, these steps. I forgot how bad these steps are. It's a good workout, man. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah."
0: I got, I had a new personal best in that. So I did normally, it takes me 25 minutes to do five laps and three sprints. I did it in 22. So i cut it by three minutes on Saturday. So that was, that was, that was a nice little accomplishment moment for me on Saturday. I was like, all right, that's good. Saturday morning.
1: Down the path or you go up, down, up, down the steps. I go the full loop. So okay.
0: I, I go, I go up the stairs, I jog to the bottom up the stairs jog. Okay, so that, I do that five times and then I go to the bottom and I do uh 50 yard sprints up the hill.
1: Oh, that's the way you finish it.
0: Yeah. That's, three, that's
1: where we three. finish part of the running for the hockey that, that builds yeah. up the quick, the, that's the training for the short burst.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yep. That's the three. Um, and then I do that when I ran this morning. That's what I do. I run between light poles. I just, I set up yep. m- mental things and just run and just run, run, run. All right. So for me, uh, I was going to talk about this anyway, because I think this is a really cool lesson. But Brian Dabble today at his intro press conference talked about how Bill Belichick hired him in 2000 for $15,000. And he told him in the in the hiring interview, you're going to work however many hours there are in a week, all of them. That's what Belichick told him for 15,000. And I think it's such an interesting lesson. And I was talking to some people on Twitter about this is that a lot of kids today, and I have them in my class at UNLV that I'll teach later today. Maybe you're listening, you're in the same boat that they think that They're going to walk out of college and they're going to walk into a $90,000 a year job in any field, but in media in particular. (laughs) And this idea of, Hey, by the way, your twenties might suck that you may have to actually work in places that you don't want to work for, for pay that you don't think you're deserving of that you should be getting a lot more. And if you're willing to put in those hours and if you're willing to put in the work not to say you're going to become the coach of the New York Giants, but you could accomplish something in, the, in that world at some point where you could, whatever your field might be, if you spend your 20s breaking your back, doing the work, sacrificing, there is a light at the end of the tunnel that you probably won't see because I didn't see it. The thing, the number one knock on my radio career. Number one thing everybody used to say. And, and I, I'd catch, I would catch wind of this like in passing. Nobody really wanted to tell me this the truth until I kind of when I got out of radio or was on a different level of radio, people felt more comfortable saying it to me because I had been badgering them for 10 years. But the knock was I wanted too much too fast. I was always asking. I was always wanting more and more and more. I was always always looking for the next job. And my wife can back this up. I was always after the next thing. I'd get a job get a great job. And after like six months, I'd be like, okay, what's next? And my wife would be like, you just started this job. Like, what are you doing? Why do you, why do you want to go? Like, we're going to move again. Like, what's going on? Like, where are we going? I mean, I had us moving to Miami. I had us moving to Chicago. I had us moving to New York. Like I had job interviews and like, I was always looking for that ladder climb and not saying that's a bad thing, but you have to put the work in and you have to be willing to sacrifice. And I was willing to to, to to sacrifice and do all the things that you'd have to do. I just wanted it too fast and too much too quickly. And I, I tell my kids at UNLV, and I, I think it's a great lesson for Brian Dabble that like this isn't always going to be easy. Like Things aren't always going to come and be handed to you. And you have to be willing to take that job. My first job was $22,000 a year. I got 8% commission on sales. My second job was eighteen thousand dollars a year, and I got fifteen percent commission on sales. Okay, I made dirt nothing. I, I was lucky to make make my car payment. I was lucky to, to make to, to, to pay for my home for, for my. I think I was paying in Alabama. I think I was paying four hundred dollars a month in rent for a one bedroom apartment. So, like, you know. That's just kind of the way that it is, in the way that I I I agreed to do it. Now, granted, it was twenty years ago, so money's a little bit different, but not that much different. Oh, and man. I I I see it in my eyes of the kids. I, I when I I'll tell this lecture today. I, I mean, this is a fun day yeah. for me teaching because it's a lecture where I get into actual jobs and like yeah. I tell them the truth, and I don't sugarcoat, and I just say, you know,
1: some of you. going I wish you're gonna be, someone yeah. would have told me I went to Penn State. I got an internship after my sophomore year at KDK-TV in Pittsburgh. I had to pay to get the credit. I paid to be there. <laughs> right. They killed me. They were, and they're were they like, can you work this? Yes. Can you work this? I said yes to everything. I worked so much that summer. I didn't make a dollar. I lost right. money. I drove to everything. I didn't get no money. And then I went back and changed my major to broadcast journalism at Penn state. And I graduated. I was a finance major. I was going to go work at wall street or something and do numbers and all this other stuff and graduated. And nobody told me any of that. I graduated school. I was a, I was a part-time producer. They wouldn't give me full-time because they would have had to give me benefits. I made $9 an hour, $9 an hour. I was working. I I didn't make much more than that. (laughs) Yeah. I was making nine bucks an hour. And they're like, can you go to this press conference on Tuesday? Yes. Can you go to the practice on Wednesday? Yes. Can you go cover this, this, uh, you know, something I was, I said yes again to everything. And I was working a full-time job, thank goodness, with my dad at his store. And I was selling shoes and refereeing hockey at night. And then, you know, as you're going, the joy is in the work. Mm -hmm. If you do the work. The joy is in that. Where the work leads, you may never get that bag. We've talked about that all the time, right? But I know at 10 o'clock every day, I'm coming on here and talking to you. And I'm thankful every single day for the opportunity. But if I'm telling my kids, look, you can't have what I got now. You ain't done nothing. You got to put in the work to get it. I'll help anyone I can in any walk of life get to where they want to go but you got to do the work. I told the kids over the weekend, this is why you go to the cages twice a week with me. This is why we hit infield when it's dark and it's freezing everywhere else. We keep the lights on us so a week. You get that extra round of infield. And in so when you get that back you've already done the work, the results you cannot control. It's just like sports betting, right? 100%. You get the best number. It all cycles back to the book. <laughs> you can get the best number. You can make the best bet. You may not win the game it's just it's, it's it's a great message and I can't wait to see your kids' reaction because a lot of times they're like Professor P, what do you know man you you got this job you got this you got that right. nobody believes you right That's the hard part well,
0: I mean they they can't see it. I mean this is cool from Tim was watching on the live scene thing thank you for these words guys I've been in this boat lately I need to get back to being grateful for where I'm at and hard, and, and the hard work I've put in to get here and yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, whether we're talking about this or whether it's a for a reminder, I mean, we've talked about, I mean, teaching at UNLV and you coaching softball. How, I mean, the girls get a lot in my class gets a lot, but we get as much back from them as they give to us more because, yeah, because of, of of we get we get the chance to see that process in their brain go, wait, you're a Boston kid and you lived in Huntsville, Alabama for five years doing morning radio, making $22,000 a year. And you, I had to sell $2,000 worth of advertising before I could get on the air. They wouldn't give you my show. I moved there. <laughs> and they said, your show starts when you have four sponsors four $500 a month sponsors. That's when your show starts. So go at it. All you. And you're, and you'll get 15% commission on those sales. So your twenty two thousand, your eighteen thousand dollar a year salary. You sell two thousand dollars, you get three hundred dollars a month on top of that. So there's you know an additional four thousand dollars, or less less than that, like three thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> so there's your twenty one thousand dollars a year job. Getting up at four o'clock did in the you, morning, doing did you morning ever radio.
1: Interview for minor league sports at all? I went my on first an job. Yeah. yeah, I went to the Reading Phillies, and they told me they would pay me two hundred a week. Yeah, to I told be to the assistant kite. director of media relations, but I could I eat at offered- the ballpark for free. And I was like, 200 a week to live in Reading. What if I got to get an apartment? Like I already had a car, but like I'm going to sleep at the ballpark too because I ain't got nowhere to stay for 800 a month. The and then Pittsburgh when I went Mets. to Curacao, I was the Pittsburgh kid who picked up and went to Curacao. I mean, they had a deal where they gave us the place to stay and all that stuff. Made $100 a day. I worked 16 hours wow. a day. Was 16 hours a day, and they're Incredible. like, well, "Um, you know, do you want to stay after three months?" I was like, "Do I want to stay? I mean, I love it and everything, but like, can we talk about doing something a little bit different?" I can't, I can't go nowhere. I show up here, so yeah, that's a whole other story. We'll get to that at some point, but yeah, it's a, it's all good lessons. It's all good lessons. So, uh,
0: according to Mike, my eighteen thousand dollars a year in two thousand would be twenty nine thousand today. Okay. Yeah. it's still not a lot of money. (laughs) Okay.
1: Ask, ask them what, ask what kids make when they graduate school. I got all these kids going to college to play softball. I keep telling them, look, the work just starting when you graduate, you think you're going to get a job. A lot of these kids are first generation college kids. Like they don't know. Right. You're you're going to, you you know, you're going to graduate. You're going to make 20,000 a year. Well, coach, I got to have a degree. No, you're going to have nothing.
0: I remember the Pittsfield Mets tried to wanted to offer me same job. You got offered Pittsfield Mass. Pittsfield, mass. Yep. Okay. Short season, single a,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. New York Penn league or something.
0: New York Penn league. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. New York, in the New York (laughs) Penn league, the Pittsfield Mets. And and I, I drove out, I was graduating. I drove out, I interviewed. And, uh, I think it was a thousand dollars a month. Stipend is what they gave what what they're willing to, to what, what they were offering. And it was basically $12,000 a year. And I was like, Yeah. I can't pay my student loans back on that. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I "I can't, I can't work. I can't, I was like, sorry, (laughs) it can't, it can't happen. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it was a lesson. It was a lesson learned, but those are the jobs that are out there for a lot of kids. And those are, I mean, I tell my kids in in the class, the beautiful thing about being in college right now is that you can do, you can have a following and you can have a ready-made income stream when you leave, if you do it right. If you have yep. a podcast set up, if you've got Twitch set yep. up, if you've got Twitter set up and you you got people following you already and you've got you know, a couple thousand people following you already, then you go to a professional job and you can use that to leverage it saying, hey, I already have an audience. People know who I am. I can walk into a job. So I'm a big believer in experience. I'm a big believer in do everything. I tell my kids, say yes to everything. Like you get offered anything, say Yes. Just say yes,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) whatever it might be. Figure
1: it out later and fake it as you go and just get reps. You got to get reps. You're teaching kids how to do this stuff on their own. What's that saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I can give you every tool in the world that I got in my toolbox. I'll give it to you gladly. Mm. You got to go do the work.
0: Yeah, it's all on you. Guys, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. If you're watching it right now or listening to it on the podcast, please go and do so. As You guys will know Dave and I are live each and every week. We start the countdown to Los Angeles. We are live Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a week from this Wednesday. We will be live at Maxim Betts City Market location in Los Angeles for the soup. Bowl, looking forward to that are you heading are you going there early Has that been officially de- determined or trying is that to still figure it
1: out today i was busy okay. coaching on weekend i'm getting texts My wife is texting me right now what are you doing this weekend are you going or not when are you leaving where are you staying i'm like okay i'm on the show right now i text you every day people i'm on the show with matt every day monday through friday from 10 to 11 Whenever. 15 11 30 yes. there's no end time no stop yes.
0: texting me during the show Yes, we're back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.